everybody. Welcome to Allie, Aaron, and the Multiverse. We are a podcast that is currently talking about Star Trek Lower Decks, and today we're talking about episode six. Is it episode six? Yes, it's episode six. Awesome. And what's the name of that episode? It's Terminal Provocations. Awesome. That is Allie. She is one of the hosts along with me. She's new to Star Trek, but I mean, at this point, I'm just going to keep saying that every week. At this point, you're a genius. <laughs> and well, getting there. <laughs> yeah, come on. We'll, we'll do a quiz at the end. It'll be great. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm Erin. I've been watching Star Trek since, uh, since before I could remember, so I'm going to count that as forever. And this week, we're watching episode six, like you said. I'm pretty excited to talk about this one. Ellie, do you want to go ahead and give us a little synopsis? Yeah, so basically, um, they were fixing, like, well, so Boimler and Mariner were fixing, I don't know, like, the shields with I think it was the isolinear core or something like that that ran the backup shields. Yeah, so they were fixing that, and then there was, like, this thing called the cha-cha dance or something. that The choo-choo dance. Yeah, so everyone wanted to go to that, and Boimler and Mariner were supposed to go, but they weren't going to finish on time, and the the guy that they were working with was like, oh, no, you go, I'll finish this, it's fine. So they go, and then a whole bunch of stuff happens, and then in the meantime, the captain – and the bridge team are basically dealing with, I forgot the name of the other species, but they like found a bunch of old Starfleet like space junk. And the guys, the other species were like, oh, it's ours because we found it and it's been here for like years. So yeah. And then the captain's trying to claim it back. So they get into like an argument over that. They're trying not to, the captain's trying to keep things peaceful, but the other species is like, no, we want it. And they start throwing the junk at at the Cerritos, which then goes into the shields being down because the guy that they, that Boimler and Mariner were working with decided to plug himself into the core and then it created this monster and half of the episode they were trying to figure out who did it when the guy himself did it and then it turns into this monster that ends up destroying the ship of the other guys who's attacking them. So yeah. It all sort of works out in the end. Sometimes uh, the, the biggest problem is the best solution yeah exactly and i'm sorry i forgot all their names so that might have sounded a bit jumbled but i tried (laughs) that's okay i wrote some of them down this time so we should be good time the episode starts with the cold open and they are all doing what they think the bridge or not the bridge the ship sounds like they're like and oh yeah (laughs) i love that that was funny rutherford was like oh voyager sounds like And then Tendi is like, are we making ship sounds? Ah. <laughs> and then Commander Ransom walks by and he's like, you know, red alert. There's there's uh, something happening down here. <laughs> and he like jumps Boiler. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It's definitely a very different uh, environment, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, I love that he thought they were all acting so crazy. They must be possessed or something like that. Right, yeah. And in that cold open, we meet Fletcher, who's the new guy. And I did write that name down because I would not have remembered. But we meet Fletcher, who we've seen. He's been in the background of all of the previous episodes, I think, except for two. And I read that online. I did not know that off the top of my head. 
I don't want to come it. off as like, oh my God, I notice everything. But somebody- Well, I was in... just thinking you like watched all the episodes again and tried to find I've, him. I mean, listen, I have. I do that too much. But but still, there's <laughs> listen, there are online people doing this and they're killing the game. And, you know, Den of Geek has been my biggest source. So thank you to those guys for writing good articles and having all the Easter eggs. But they, they posted pictures, and you could see him in the first episode. He was one of the zombies, like, eating somebody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good that one. That rings a bell. And so we meet him in that because he's doing his own uh, ship noise. And then, you know, after that cold open, we go to the... Um, they're having that fight on the bridge like you were talking about. The captain mm-hmm. is engaging these people, and they want our Starfleet trash, but... Obviously, we don't want to give it to them. And then they use their tractor beam to, like, launch stuff at the Cerritos, which is pretty messed up. Yeah. And Shax wants to blow them up so much. <laughs> He's just so excited. He's like, please, can I target their, what is it, the core? Yeah, yeah, their warp core. He wants to blow them up. Like, Shax <laughs> is messed up. That's funny. He's that so aggressive. Funny. He really is. But, I mean, that's his character. He's that, like... That is his thing. Yeah. Well, and his species, the uh, the Bajorans, have sort of been living under, like, constant attack for, like, a very long time. Like, that, there's a whole other story about that from a different show, from DS9. So it kind of explains why he might be a little bit more on the aggressive side, because people who've grown up in war tend to be more aggressive. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, also, it's it's animated, and it's fun to have a character like that, so... Yeah, definitely. It's cool too because he seems like such a like he feel I feel like he would have such a warm heart, but he's also just like, oh, kill everyone. Yeah, he turns that on real quick. Yeah, he really does. And then we go to the uh, the bar, restaurant, whatever area you want to call it. Oh yeah, because the captain's like, our team is ready for anything. <laughs> Yeah, and there and like Fletcher's got his head in the replicator. Just like, I don't know what's going down his face, but he's just drinking it in, and everybody's like, "Yeah, you can do it!" It's like a, it's like um, like a toga contest or what? What are those? Is that what they're called? Like a, a chugging con? Oh, I like, don't know. I didn't go to those kind of parties in in high school. I or didn't college. either. Listen, I'm a nerd. I didn't either, but I like <laughs> you know, like what's that Animal House? And, like a frat party. Like, well, but like you know how they have those contests where, and then everyone's like chug, chug, chug. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like I only associate that with toga parties and frat parties. But I don't know. I've I've never been to. One. Yeah, it it sounds about right. We'll go with that. <laughs> but yeah, so he was just chugging that, and then everyone was egging him on, and was like, "Yeah, it's gonna be more than the last time." So I guess they do this fairly often, and then, um, and then Mariner gets knocked over and knocks Doctor Tana. Yeah, she knocks her into her nachos, and she's like, "Do you know how hard it is to get cheese out of fur?" Yeah, and she mentions. Uh, remember, we talked about the showers last time. Yes. Yeah. She mentions that because it's not a regular shower. They they do the Star Trek version of a shower, which is, I'm going to call that the thing that I forget this week because I always forget something and it's, oh, I know what it is. It's a sonic shower. Why, see, yeah. I know that. Why do I forget these things? I don't know. Sometimes minds just go blank and you just got to deal. 
Yeah, I can only keep, you know, a couple things in there at once. So what, what yeah. can you do? <laughs> and then she goes kind of uh, crazy. She's like, I've heard about you, Ensign. And you know what? You should go to Starbase 80. And everybody's like, <gasps> and she gets really offended and starts, you know, talking shit to her. And uh, then Fletcher jumps in and sort of smooths it all out, gives her new nachos and everything. But it's like, what's what happened at Starbase 80 or what is Starbase 80? Because at least to my knowledge, that's not a thing. At least, you know, it wasn't until now. Right. I mean, I'm assuming it's just where all the rejects go. It must be. Know? Yeah, Star it's like the last Starbase on the edge of the known galaxy or something. Maybe. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. And after that, we are back at the bridge and they, you know, are still fighting with these guys. And they're, they're sort of tug-of-warring with the stuff, and the captain's trying super hard to convince these guys that they should, you know, peacefully give up the stuff. Like, she's like, you are lucky that I am so ethical and considerate. Yeah, <laughs> she, she was really on edge there, but she was trying her darndest. She was. And then Tendi and Rutherford are together, and they're talking about what is in all of this trash and how cool it is going to be to go through it. And then they, I think Rutherford is like, oh yeah, we're going to probably have to go out there and uh, spacewalk to get it. And Tendi freaks out because apparently mm -hmm. she did not finish her spacewalking class and only somehow got a B. And she's like, oh, I should have told someone. I feel so unethical. And, you know, Rutherford's like, hey. I've got an idea. And then they go to the holodeck. And the holodeck. we meet Badgie. Badgie! I love Badgie. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> Dude, do you remember... I mean, I know we're 10 years apart, but do you remember from Jurassic Park... Didn't you say that you had just watched Jurassic Park, by the way? Yeah, I watched... We watched all five of them. And you hadn't seen... Well, I mean, three and then the two Jurassic Worlds, but you know. But you hadn't seen the original, right? I had, like, seen bits and pieces of it, but I'd never, like, sat down and seen it all the way through. Because I had seen it when it was on, like, ABC Family or whatever on, like, those movies, mm -hmm. like, on TV. And I would watch it for, like, 20 minutes and then go do something and then miss a part. And then So yeah. I think before I had sat down to see it all, I had seen maybe, like, 80% of the movie just in bits and pieces. But I'd never, like, completely watched it all the way through, so. Well, but you see the... You see the connection of Badgie and Mr. DNA, right? I don't know, because I saw your post on Instagram, and I don't know if I caught the... The reference? Well, I got the reference, but I don't know if I see the similarity in the sense that, like, I get they're both, like, part of their kind of, like, showing you through the the process, but mm -hmm. I don't remember Mr. or, yeah, Mr. DNA? What? Mr. DNA, what? yeah. I don't remember Mr. DNA ever going crazy like Badgie. He didn't, so. but it's just it was just the vibe. And then there's Clippy, but Clippy is probably way before your time. Do you know Clippy? Are you talking about the thing that was on like Microsoft Word yep. that would uh -huh. like pop up and then you would yeah. I loved him. He was so cute. See, and that's what that's what Badgie is. It's like until he becomes a homicidal maniac, he's a helpful little avatar that is always popping up yeah. and like, hi, how can I help you? And then he's like, I'm gonna bathe in your blood. Oh my gosh, he went from zero to hundred real quick. That's why you have to be nice to all of the technology around us. I saw this article that said that um not our generation, but 
you know, more of our parents and things like that are really, you know, sort of rude to the technology. They just say, do this, do that, do this. But all of the kids who are growing up with it, you know, babies know how to work Amazon Alexas and all of that are saying please and thank you to it. And yeah. so they're the generation that's keeping us from like a Terminator situation right now. <laughs> well, when I was in either seventh or eighth grade, my history teacher, she she was new to the school at the time and um, she her laptop wouldn't always work. And she told us every time it like didn't work, she would like turn it off, close it, and then like tap it or pet it and be like, come on, Pookie, you can do it. You can do it. And so ever since then, I've always been like, I've had that in the back of my mind whenever technology isn't working. I'm like, come on, like, please, please yep. work. That's the way to do it. You, you don't want to anger it and it becomes badgy. Yeah, exactly. We want to avoid badgy at all costs. <laughs> yeah, so he he starts the program for them to learn to spacewalk, and it's going well, except Badgie's taking a long time to load. And then when he does not reload the program well, Rutherford gets mad, and I feel like that's the first time we hear him kind of get frustrated, and I think it's because he's trying to impress Tendi, and he's yeah. really mean to Badgie, and, and Badgie remembers it. And then the, you know, at the same time, the ship is in uh, distress because, you know, this isolinear core is missing because they went to the choo-choo dance and uh, Fletcher just, uh, you know, got knocked out or something and uh, they don't have the technology they need. Exactly. And so then the holodeck gets frozen. I'm assuming that's why the holodeck gets frozen, right? And can't turn off. Or is that also, is that Badgie's doing also? Okay. Or is it a combination of the two? So let's talk about that. This uh, holodeck mishaps are a total Star Trek trope. They happen way too often. And there's something called the holodeck safety protocols. Those are the things that keep uh, keep you safe. So if you're running a program like you want to do a old gangster 1920s thing and they're shooting at you with bullets, they're holographic bullets, so they can't kill you. But there are safety protocols, and if you turn them off, a holographic bullet is just as deadly as a regular one. Now, why can you turn off the safety protocols? No one knows. There's <laughs> this whole idea of you know, maybe you, when you're, you know, I don't know, practicing martial arts and stuff, you want it to be more realistic, or Klingons using it for their, you know, training, you know, for them, they need it that way. There's a lot of different things, but it's complete bullshit. It's super dangerous, and it happens all the time. Like, it's ridiculous how often the holodecks <laughs> malfunction. Like, they got stuck in there once with Moriarty, and then he tried to take over the ship, um, oh, in boy. Voyager, they've isolated, the, the holodecks are running on their own power, which you would think would kind of solve these problems, but then somebody got stuck in the holodeck, and then that was a nightmare. Like, the holodecks are crazy. Wow. But this is an extra level of it. I, I like the, the badgie going nuts. So, yeah. uh, he, he decides, you know, to just start going after them, and it's like slamming into... Rutherford and breaches his suit so Rutherford changes the program because he can't get an exit um, and he can't turn the safety protocols back on and so he switches it to a Bajoran village and Badgie starts ripping people's heads off and man the Bajorans oh have gosh. suffered enough my god <laughs> he went insane he was just like smelled blood and went for it 
Yeah, he he was uh he he had a lot of joy in the killing. A lot of yeah. joy. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, back on the ship, we have uh it we have Mariner and we have Boimler. Boimler being Boimler as usual, and they're with Fletcher, and they come back from the Choo Choo Dance, and he is. He's been knocked out, and we find out the core is missing and all of that. And then they decide to go and figure out the mystery of who did it. And then they blame Delta Shift. Remember we were talking about them last time? Yes. Yeah. So they blame Delta Shift, and then they're like, there's this, like, real weird vibe between them. Like, oh, we're better than you. No, we're better than you. Like, oh, look look who's here. Like, isn't it your bedtime soon? (laughs) Yeah. That was... That was funny, but they essentially find out that, you know, it wasn't Delta Shift because they were also at the choo-choo dance with them. Yeah, the choo-choo dance was real popular, and that's that's not something that I'm aware of being a callback or anything, so I don't know what the choo-choo dance was, but it sounds like it was great. Yeah, it does. Looks looks like it was a fun time, and then they got all excited about how they added the third choo in there. (laughs) Oh my god, the choo-choo-choo dance. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little weird to get excited about. But I mean, if you're a fan of band, I guess like <laughs> yeah. they had sure. t-shirts and everything. I know. Yeah. But basically, what did you say the guy's name was? Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah. So Fletcher goes literally like batshit crazy on them. And it's oh, like, man, why did you take it? Blah, blah, blah. Like freaking out. And he's <laughs> like, so it's like he puts his hands up and he's like cursing the guy out. And he's like, Meryl. Yeah fucking something or you know, they bleep it but it sounds like i think he said <laughs> she'll fucking rip off your arm or a different appendage maybe uh, maybe <laughs> they bleeped it it was probably probably it was probably dick <laughs> i mean either way it's painful so <laughs> yeah yeah it's and it's quite a, a threat to make and mariner's like whoa no we won't no i won't we're cool and so they you know they're gonna go search for the, the core and try to figure it out and they're like we should tell the captain and then Fletcher's like no because then I'll get in trouble and then Mariner's all like you know what we'll figure this out it's fine and then they find the core and it's in his bunk and so he tells the story about like oh I was so tired of putting all the cores away and so I thought I would just make myself smarter and put this thing on my head like what the hell yeah up until that point you know I thought Fletcher was like semi like smart but you know from the chugging of the whatever he was chugging from the Mm -hmm. replicator I feel like I should have known that he was not not too bright in the head he passed through Starfleet Academy I have no idea but why on earth would you stick something on your head that is a not meant for your head and b will most likely electrocute you and kill you like yeah, what? that that seems I I'm going to use this device to make myself smarter that I've just cobbled together in this, you know, small moment. Like what an idiot. Very very dumb. <laughs> and so of course the ob- object becomes sentient and starts to not sentient. It probably then they would have to like keep it alive. It becomes I don't know, a fucking monster and starts mm. eating things near it and then they're like, "Okay, we really have to tell the captain." And then Fletcher starts throwing shit at it and is like, no, 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 no. If you tell the captain, then I'm going to rat you out and make you look like you were the bad guy. And Fletcher's an asshole. He really is. Like, I just, I don't like him. I really don't. 
<laughs> nope. Nope. And so they tie him up, which was the best. Mm-hmm. They tie him up, and then they are trying to get this thing, which is literally getting bigger on everything that it feeds on. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get it to the airlock, which is a very smart idea because then, you know. But then also, what if it were to, like, come back towards the ship and then eat the ship? That would like, be bad. That would be bad. Yeah. But they they luckily get it out, and then they're like, Yes! And then it starts to float towards the other ship, and they're like, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, the captain with the uh, bridge crew is like, you know what? We have tried everything. I have been so diplomatic. And Shax is like, can I shoot him? Can I shoot him? And she's like, fire on the ship. And he's like, finally. And then the <laughs> weapons are down. And he's like, no. Oh, my gosh. He was so sad. He was so, so sad. Oh, my God. Poor Shax. And at the same time, we have Tendi and Rutherford, and now they're, like, running up a hill. But they notice oh, yeah. Badgie is getting tired. And I like Tendi's like, you could do it, Badgie! And like, oh, I know. I I'm like, yeah. It's like, um, uh, you know he's coming to try and kill you, right? Like, <laughs> Tendi's such a <laughs> Maybe pure don't heart. you? She really is. She really is. And then um, they realize that, like, you know, he, he gets tired, too. So maybe they can freeze him out and then, you know, get him to stop i mean he's the one who turned off the safety protocols right no that that happened because the ship was being damaged because the shields um that that isolinear core was the backups for the shields and so they kept you know this other ship was throwing shit at them and their shields are basically not running very well and so something in engineering or whatever disabled it's an accident we'll go with that it's an accident well they figured that they could freeze uh badgie and get him to you know restart and get back to normal so then they changed the setting in the holodeck to like i don't know where but like a cold mountain or something yeah it was a very cold mountain so i don't know why they wouldn't have like asked the holodeck for like parkas though or something like can you do that you know it's it's interesting a lot of times when they go into the holodecks they bring their outfits in but there have been times where they go in and the outfits sort of appear on them like when they changed from being out in space to the Bajoran uh marketplace their outfits changed back to normal so I don't see why not but again the holodeck isn't working perfectly so it might have been like too much for the computer you know maybe they did try and we didn't see it but that is a good point that would have been smart yeah but anyway so they were walking up the hill and Badgie was starting to freeze and then Tendi's like are we doing okay are we losing him and Rutherford turns around and he's like oh yeah sure keep going and he ends up fighting Badgie and Badgie like stabs him in the oh arm shoulder area and like punches him and then Rutherford punches back and then all of a sudden Badgie just starts getting so cold and then he's <laughs> and like still threatening at the same time I yeah off your leg. <laughs> he's just he's like he's trying so hard to kill him and he calls him father like that oh, I mean yeah. I've I've never seen Star Wars, but it kind of reminded me of, like, just, like... Oh, like, Luke, I am your father? Yeah. So, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. I'm good I've never that. seen it, so... And Rutherford calls him son. He's like, 
I didn't mean to yell at you. I just wanted to impress Tendi. She's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense why Rutherford was so pissed at Badgie, too. Like, yeah. He's, he's cramping on his scary, vibe. man. He kept saying he things really like, was. fun fact, I'm going to slit your throat. Like, whoa, that is not a fun fact. Yeah. It was almost like a mini horror movie in there. Like, what? Yeah, that could have been a Halloween episode. But I mean, any episode of Star Trek can be a Halloween episode. So then... And then he, like, breaks his 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 neck, yeah, you know, in yeah. quotes. How do you... I don't know if he has a neck, but he just turns him. He, like... Yeah, he, he breaks... He, I guess, like, he snaps the badge, I guess. Like, that. <laughs> he snaps the badge. I'm good with that. Well, that should be the name of, if we named our episodes, this would be called <laughs> Snaps the Badge. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll start with this one. Maybe we'll name this one. Who knows? I like it. That could be fun. I like that. But then, yeah, so everything goes back to normal in the holodeck. They, yeah, they, and badgy the resets. Yeah, all the safety protocols come back online, and yeah. yeah, and then he's like, "Hi, how can I help you?" And they're like, "Uh, you're good, you're good. We're gonna leave. Bye." Yeah, and, he's and like, then she's, "I'm always here. Oh I'm my always gosh, here. So scary. It's so yeah, it's creepy. But like, it makes me wonder if he'll recognize them or if he's gonna like do that to other people. I guess Rutherford hasn't really put him online though, so like." Or, like, publicized Badgie, so other people won't necessarily know to, like, call on Badgie. Well, when you go into the holodeck, the program has to exist in some way, or it has to be such a basic request that the computer can create it. Like, saying you want to be on a beach somewhere, the computer can pull, um, like, a memory file and make that as a temporary program. But the program for Badgie is a specific thing, right? He's created to help someone train, so that's... He had to be programmed and all of that. And so I would assume because this was like a beta program, you know, it was his thing he was working on. I'm assuming he deleted that right away because otherwise he seemed a little bit self-aware in a way that he shouldn't be as a program. And so I I would like to see Badgie again. Maybe he hides himself in the program or something and he comes back. Let's, well, let's hope that Rutherford... uh deleted it but you know what that reminds me of did you ever see wreck it ralph oh yeah it reminds me of that guy the king guy who, oh like, yeah the race car driver guy. The, yeah exactly and then he hides himself as the candy king and then he's like no you're ruining my program meh, meh, meh. yeah he was he was a, a bad virus yes he was that's so. a good king candy that was his name was it i, had, I, th- I don't know yeah. i could be wrong but that was a good movie <laughs> i liked it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but let's see what else happens? So well, then they have to explain to uh, Ransom, who comes down, and he's like, "The ship was blown up. All of this stuff is happening. Something happened down here." And the other guy, uh, Fletcher, was all like, "I'm gonna. If you guys tell on me, I'm gonna blame you." And so they were like, "You know what? Who saved the ship? It was Fletcher." Yep. And then and then he gets uh, promoted. he gets promoted. He gets promoted, and then you could tell too that like. That uh, Mariner and Boimler were like side eyeing each other, and they're like, "This'll get him. This'll, like, you know." And then he gets promoted. He gets transferred to another ship, mm-hmm. and then it cuts to them talking with him on like video chat or something. And he's like, "I got fired." After I got like a sent- week, 
Yeah. And it was for doing like something so stupid. I mean, I wouldn't know because, you know, I'm not trained. Oh, but putting, like burning trash in the warp core. Oh, yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, that's that's like if you took trash and then you went out to your car and started the engine and then tried to burn your trash in the engine. Like that's the dumbest thing that, that he's is like not smart. what's the problem it all burns up it's like dude how did you make it this far but we all know people yeah. who failed upwards so there you go oh yeah mm -hmm. but it's just funny because then they're like oh you're breaking up we can't yeah. ah, Cute. I don't oh know. my god and then they, <laughs> and then they, they end up hanging up on him and they're like wow we really don't like fletcher and there were um there were two calls in this episode for uh fletcher when he he was like Listen, we'll just, uh, we'll bang ourselves up and we'll blame it on Q. That guy's always doing stuff. And then they, they said in this last little bit, they're like, oh my God, Q's here, blah. So did we talk about Q before? I don't think we did. Okay, Q was in the very first episode of Star Trek Next Gen, which was the one with Picard. And he is, uh, an omnipotent being, sort of like, he can do anything, go anywhere, and he's kind of an asshole, like, he just likes to play with the people in Star Trek for funsies. That's his whole thing. He just, you know, he'll snap his fingers and then the Borg will be there. And oh, it's wow. all for his enjoyment. So he's he's sort of like a, a Loki type character. So he's just all okay. about the mischief. And he's shown up in almost every series. He's been on Star Trek Voyager, on DS9. I don't think he was ever on Enterprise, but we've already seen in previews that he is going to be in here. I assume it's going to be the season finale, but they mentioned him twice, so and they've mentioned him before, so I think that we're building up to it. Got it. Wow. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. So I thought that episode was really fun. It was sort of a lot going on, but everybody was sort of focused, except for Tendi and Rutherford, everybody was dealing with the same thing in different places. And yeah. Rutherford and Tendi with Badgie, that was that is not gonna be forgotten. That was great. I've seen t-shirts already with Badgie. Like <sighs> I can't wait to see more of that stuff. And I don't know. I thought that was a good one. What did you think? I liked it. I thought it was nice to see Mariner and Boimler like working together. And even Mariner mentioned that too. She's like, it's nice to not be like making fun of you all the time or something like that. She said. Yeah, he was kind of on it this episode, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so it was fun, especially after last episode when Mariner went a little batshit crazy on <laughs> Boiler, Boiler! <laughs> but it was nice to see them work together. It was nice to see that storyline with Rutherford and Tendi go a little further. You know, it was a good episode. I think it was a nice, like, heartwarming and also horrific episode at the same time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Did you think this one was better? What did you like this one more or less than last week's? I like doing that. That's fun. Um, I think I liked this one better than last week's. Okay, but it's still not my favorite. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah mine is my favorite is uh still the one where they went to the uh Epcot planet. That's what I'm calling that episode. That's it. Yep. I think that was Envoys, but yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> So next episode, we're going to be talking about episode seven, which is called... Much Ado About Boimler. Oh my god, thank god you're here, Ellie. I, <laughs> I would never remember any of these. And I'm excited to talk about that one, too. We're talking about these two episodes back-to-back, -back, so it's going to be fun. 
And uh, we'll catch everybody real soon. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and you check us out on Twitter. At, we are at AE Multiverse. Send us an email. We're uh, AE Multiverse. At, or are we AE Multi or Multiverse at gmail.com? A, it's, so it's AE Multiverse at gmail.com. And then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's AE Multiverse. See, that's why you're here. You're on top of the stuff. <laughs> yeah all right well we'll talk to you guys next time and have a good day bye bye